Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play using the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective copyrights, trademarks, and related material. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for their hard work creating such wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. There were a bunch of giants, and nobody knew who this artist Simber guy was. Aobard ran away to the gate. He had Malthus doing surveillance. No, finding him a hiding spot. (laughs) (laughs) And Kallik was shooting the wolves that charged the gate, along with the guards. There were three giants that had pulled away from the ring of giants that were surrounding the town. Jador went out to fight them, and I played range from the top of the wall. Eobard did an illusion of a giant. He told the, the wolves to go away, and then we rained death on them. Heroes not included. Those of you on the wall, what you see are the giants retreating. You see the giants retreating, and out in front of the gate, you see this huge, muddy, bloody mess. Three massive giants lying in the midst of it, as well as Jador. I'm running. I'm running out to Jador. I yell. Sure, he's okay. Valum! (laughs) Okay. About a minute later, you see Valum kind of stumbling in to the gate yeah, from outside. So I say, what have you been doing out there? And he's just kind of stumbling in, and you see he has this rope, and attached to the rope is the head of the goat. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just kind of, he stumbles, and he's like, my, 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 my I Lord. walk up, and I just slap him across the face. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, my Lord. The, 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 the giants, they, 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 they yes, ago, I was here, Valum. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of, <laughs> bl- there's a lot of blood. That's and unfortunate. Vomits on his shoes. I, say, I pat him on the back and I say, the worst is over. The, the, the danger is gone. And then when he stands back up, yeah. I say, but now I'm gonna need you to go search those bodies. And then I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> As you walk away, you don't see it, but Valm kind of turns and looks back out the gate to the bloody mess that's out there. Yeah, sticking you see through Aspen dashing out the gate. And uh, vomits profusely. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so uh, you go dashing down the steps and out the gate. Mm-hmm. You're headed towards Jador, huh? Yep. Okay. Kelly. Okay. Uh, I just run down the stairs to the gate. I don't go okay. outside. Okay. Yeah, you run out there, and as soon as you get a little ways from the gate and into the mess, uh, you notice that the mud and the blood uh, comes up to your uh, knees or waist in some places. Oh, it's no. just It's just a mess. You're literally just kind of post-holing through muddy blood. You get to Jador, and he's just kind of laying there in a pool of water and blood and mud, and he's just you see his eyes are open slightly, and he sees you, and he says, 
<laughs> but buddy, are you okay? What what can I do for you? Mm. Oh. oh. Push spleen back into body. <laughs> um, can I roll a medicine check? Uh yeah, you can roll a medicine check. That is a 14. Okay. He's not dying, so you don't have to worry about trying to stabilize him, but from the looks of it, he's lost a lot of blood, and he needs some medical attention. Okay. You're able to figure that out. Yeah. You see several... This <laughs> 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 picture's a little font. <laughs> <laughs> you see a gash in his shoulder, and you see a, a gash in his side. Um, so I turn back to Cal- to Calic, and I, I shout at Calic, Calic, I need help! I can't move him! Can you tell people... To come out and help? You hear the faintest gnome voice (laughs) shouting. Are there any guards around me? There's a few. (laughs) Not many. I say, guards, go out there and bring that wounded man in. For he has saved you today. (laughs) (laughs) He is the hero of Bromfington. But then for still. Birmingham. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Birmingham. <laughs> He's the Birmingham hero. Yep. Uh, all right, you see a few guards uh, make their way down and then out towards where you are. It takes several guards to lift Chador and move him, and he groans the whole time. Uh, um, you're standing out there amidst a, a, a pile of giants. Can I? Yeah, I don't know what I would do about his mall. You see Valum making uh, his way towards you, covered in vomit <laughs> and looking uh, very, very pale. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to get to the bodies before Valum does. <laughs> okay. Because he's just going to muck everything up. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna search the giant bodies for small stuff that I can, anything valuable that I can carry away. Well, there's all kinds of stuff on the giant bodies. Um, which giant body do you start with? I want to start with the leader, the first guy we took down. Okay. There is an ivory mammoth horn Okay. they were using. Uh, that might be handy. Can I carry that? How much does that weigh? It's How about the size that? of you. Okay. Uh, you also see um, 15 gemstones that are set into the helm that the giant was wearing. So you could pry those loose. Yeah, I guess I'll start prying those loose. Okay. Unless there's something that's easier to grab. Well, you'd have to dig... You could dig through the bags of the other two giants that they have. I think I want to paw through the bags. I'm not really money-motivated, and that looks like a lot of effort for some gemstones that I may or may not be able to get rid of in the near future. Okay, in the first bag, you see a cask (coughs) of ale. Well, I can't carry that. A haunch of meat... The third thing you find is a mangy fur pelt. The fourth thing you find is a 10-foot-long hempen rope tied to a rowboat anchor. What kind of bullshit loot is this? (laughs) I just carry this shit around for no reason. (laughs) Oh, giants. (laughs) That was uh, four things? Yeah. Yeah. The fifth thing you find is an iron cooking pot. Hmm. The last thing you find in this particular giant's bag is a dented steel shield. Does it look? Does it have any indication that it might be anything other than some guard shield? Mm, no, it looks like a uh, fairly run-of-the-mill steel shield. It looks shield. mundane. Yeah. Well, damn. I guess I will go back to the gemstones. Okay. 
Valum finally makes his way over, and he sees you prying on the gemstone. As soon as he comes over, I say, Valum, you need to get that horn and make sure that gets back. He begins, he takes out his knife, then he begins trying to cut the leather that the horn is hanging from in between retching and dry heaving. That's fine. I don't care how long it takes him. <laughs> I don't think Aelbar does either. So, I, I mean, see this happening, the yeah. puking, and I'm just like, I sigh, and I go, and I walk out, uh-huh. um, and I go to the other giant's bag okay. and root through that. All right. In that, you find uh, a wagon wheel, mm. a live pig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that bag. You <laughs> squeak, squeak. There, was, there was a time on our trip here that all of this stuff would have been incredibly useful. <laughs> right. Just FYI, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you find a wooden target dummy. <laughs> I just don't think Valum could carry it all. Yeah. You find a three-foot-tall idol depicting Thrym, the frost giant god. He's like other frost giants, but bigger. You find a stuffed animal, but smaller. <laughs> you find a stuffed animal, like taxidermy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Taxidermy. A literal stuffed. But it, it is a it is a bear, and it is wearing a bow tie. Uh, so your mileage may vary. Can't sleep without it. You also find a carved stone statue of a dwarf. <laughs> And then one of these, a smug dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is this scarf statue of a dwarf? Life-size. Life-size, okay, so four feet-ish. Yeah. You also find in this bag a small gold bracelet, a black velvet mask stitched with silver thread. What? Kinky. Mmm. <laughs> a small mirror set in a painted wooden frame. And then last but not least, an embroidered silk handkerchief. But frost giant size with a huge... No, no, all of those are human size. All of those are are medium medium size. I guess that's because it was the bag with the pig in it. It's all the pig stuff. (laughs) Oh, what if the pig is a transformed prince? (laughs) Maybe you should kiss him. Yeah, maybe. Valum. Valum. Convince us all that it's love. <laughs> it's better. They better make me feel something. <laughs> so I will take all of the like human size things okay. that you added on at the end. Okay. After the car- carved dwarf, I uh, set the carved dwarf up. Okay. Just like out of the bag and right next to where the Do you just let the pig run free? <laughs> I let the pig loose. Okay. <laughs> and then I set the three foot tall idol of the room. Uh, laying down beneath the dwarf. Oh, 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 wow, look at that. <laughs> then I go to... Not making a statement or anything. No. <laughs> and then I go to each giant, and I bash out one of their teeth. Oh, all right. You like the jaw door maneuver. <laughs> all right, you bash out one of their teeth. Love it. Okay, you are able to pry out all the gemstones. Okay. Uh, and Valen okay. finally gets the horn loose. And begin slowly dragging it back. You figure each one of those objects, those four objects, would get you probably somewhere around 25 gold pieces a piece. Okay. You're guessing, but there's a total of 15 gemstones. And you figure they'd get you somewhere around uh, 100 gold pieces each. 
<laughs> We're back in action! <laughs> we. Um, <laughs> well, me and you are. <laughs> Some things never Did change. Did you go back to the tavern? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went back to my, back to my tavern having a nice okay. drink. That was a rough day. Yeah, that was a rough day. <laughs> a lot of hard work. Um, you're in the you're in the tavern and and uh, you know you're making your way through a, a nice sherry when uh, Valum comes into the tavern mm-hmm. covered in mud and blood and he's dragging behind him this mammoth tusk that has been turned into a horn. Ooh. It's made of ivory. Is there some a bit of artistry in it, or is it yeah. just really literally just cut off? No, no, there's, there's definitely some carvings and some craftsmanship in it. He brings it and sets it down in front of you and he says. I found this, my lord. Mm. Good work, Valum. I mean, and I, I kind of casually wave my hand and, okay. and diffuse the uh, awful and disgust from him. Prestidigitation. Prestidigitating. Clean. Just sort of because it's just. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it, it offended me. It's pretty bad. And then I, I look over the, the the horn, rub my hand over, and give it just a good old one over. You give it a good look, and you figure you could probably get about seven hundred and fifty gold pieces for it. Look at it. I say. Hmm. I grab a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming somewhere in the bar there's some sort of a roll of paper, and roll some charcoal. And, yeah, sure. Any writing utensil. Sure. And I start scribing a note. Okay. And I say, to the speaker, what's your name? Of <laughs> to the speaker, Bumble, Bramfordshire. Bramfordshire. I write those a little bit sloppy so the cursive doesn't quite reveal how badly I don't actually know the name of the town that I'm in. Got it. <laughs> but it is a good-sized town, and, you know, leverage is always important. To commemorate the honor of us valiantly defending your city from complete and total destruction by the <laughs> by the ice, icy giant horde, we, the traveling group of, uh, of Vangshire... Humbly to note and an offering to commemorate this such occasion. <laughs> I love that you even get your own name wrong. Vangshire. <laughs> to commemorate this beautiful horn to sound the alarm whenever whenever fear and uh, yeah, 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 strikes the 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 uh, town and know that hope will ring and know that, that comfort and, and uh, people will protect you whenever you're in your coldest moment. Signed, Lord Eobard Thon. Of Fangstone, he who endures conquers. And then roll it up and tell him deliver this to the to the small shack that we uh, <laughs> met the speaker in. All right. Uh, he uh, picks it back up again and uh, puts the note in it's his doublet. Now, so that's good. And uh, makes his way out of the tavern. All right. I'm hoping this seals us a good a good um, favor in the future. I assume you guys are making your way back to the tavern, <laughs> or are you gonna go see Jador? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see Jador. That's, that's my ride. Yeah, Jador has been taken uh, into this <clears throat> temple where there is a, a cleric, and the cleric is seen to a lot of injured and wounded. And uh, when you arrive, the cleric is pouring some kind of liquid down uh, Jador's throat. You see Jador kind of wake up. He kind of looks around. And, he goes to get up, and the cleric kind of pushes him back down on the cot, and he kind of looks at the cleric like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I run over, and I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy, we had we had you brought in here. You were hurt real bad. Mmm. Jaw door fine. Yeah, now you're fine. And but you can see he's been bandaged up. He's been washed. 
cleaned, bandaged. <laughs> so I, I, I pat the cleric, and I'm like, thanks for helping out my friend. And he says... Good job. He says, uh, you're welcome. It is, uh, it is a labor of love, but it is also a very expensive labor of love uh, that tends to tax our resources <laughs> quite often. I'll, I'll, I'll flip him a gold. You flip him a gold piece? Yeah. Wow. You're so generous. <laughs> really I was going to walk up and be like, I'm sure the speaker would be pleased that you healed the hero. He has 1,500 gold and gems <laughs> in his pocket. He's like, here's a gold piece. There you go. And Aspen, to his mind, gave Aobard the the horn, so that was his cut. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gave it to him. I was like, I can't carry this. <laughs> <laughs> you see Jador kind of stand up, and he goes, Mmm, where mall? I couldn't drag it back in. Let's go get it. I walk up to Jador yeah. as he stands up, and I grab his hand and turn yeah. it around, and I put the giant teeth in his hand. Oh, very cool. And I say, Pain is an excellent teacher. And he looks down at the giant teeth, and uh, he see this big smile start to <laughs> spread across his face. Gets that Totoro grin going. <laughs> yeah, he gets kind of this really big smile on his face, and he pats you a little overly enthusiastically <laughs> on your head. And then he puts the, the teeth in his pouch, and he picks you up into this big bear hug. <laughs> and he says, Wet friend. Yes. <laughs> Let's go get your mall. Yeah, you make your way back out to the mess, and he just kind of strides out in, in it, <laughs> grabs his maul, and he picks it up and puts it on his back, blood and all, because mm-hmm. he bothered to clean it. That's seasoning his walk, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. He says, Mmm, hungry. <laughs> well, I'm sure Eobard's waiting for us at the end. That's where you guys head? To the end? <laughs> All right, yeah, you begin making your way through town, and and you notice that as you're moving your way through town that people kind of line the street, and they are waving and cheering as you guys kind of make your way into uh, the Market Square and over to uh, Kelvin's Comfort. And upon entering the tavern, it doesn't take long to find Aelbard. You see him um, sitting looking clean, well put together, and uh, he seems to be enjoying a nice uh, beverage. I grabbed a bottle from behind the bar. Nobody was here to serve me. That's true. Everyone was uh, hiding out of fear. So you uh, sit down at the table. I look at Eobard, and I say, I retrieved some items from the giant. And I give him a small gold bracelet, a mirror. Okay. A mirror? And specifically, as I give the mirror, I say, you may take fancy to this more than the bracelet. <laughs> it is a beautiful painting. <laughs> yeah, I pour drinks for everyone around the table. I cheers them. Go back to drinking. Okay. I assume that was the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that many frost giants. I've seen one, but you were there. We both were. That's right, that's right. You guys were both there. Did you hear any word of where this artsy timber may be? Oh, right. Artsy timber. Malthus. Does this artsy timber even exist in this town? Mm. I told you you could use pinky. 
I, I have I have not found any tasty artises. <sighs> I wonder what that was all about. I wish I were a higher level so I could speak with dead. <laughs> <laughs> Do we talk to the sheriff? I guess. Find yeah, we, yeah well, maybe we go. Guy? Yeah, let's, let's go shake up. Let's go shake down. I think is what um, the riffraff say. Let's let's shake them down and see if they are telling us all if they're on the straight and narrow. About the artsy timber. What, yeah, because uh, we just saved their butts. I love this roguish lifestyle. <laughs> I did not look, but what time of day is it? <laughs> I was much more focused on yeah, having those, a nice cool drink. They were very distracting, those, <laughs> those giants. All the weather up here looks the same anyway. It's just getting gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a... Is it darker gray or lighter it's gray? It's a dusk. Okay. Oh. It's a it's dusky a, gray. Dusky gray. <laughs> I take that as a cue and spin out of my chair and just start walking back towards the presidential shack. <laughs> the presidential <laughs> shack. Okay. I follow in tow. All right. I uh, finish my drink, and then before... Uh, you're a little guy. You're probably hammered now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Jador, I get it if you want to stay here, but you should have some of these. You did most of the work. And so I give him, like, I don't know, like five of these. The gemstones? Yeah. Okay. He's got teeth. He's got... <laughs> He's got teeth. Yeah, you need gemstones, right? I mean, they, they live in a barter culture. I don't know if they can barter for 100 gold worth of stuff. So, I mean, 500 gold, that's that's a lot. Yeah, he, you know, he... he I uh, don't understand all these bartering systems. We don't deal with, like, material goods and stuff. Unless they're, like, magic items that are unique or something. It's like painful favors. Yeah. <laughs> You see, he kind of gives he, he gives you a little smile and says, mmm, and he puts them in the same pouch that he put the teeth. Okay. That's what I thought he'd do. Cool. And then I, I trot off after the others. Okay. I want to find out what the sheriff has to say for himself. Okay. As you are leaving the tavern, you hear from behind you, John Dora, go, food? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just see if somebody outside works here, and I'll send them in. Could that meat haunch from out from the giant's back? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's preserved out there, right? <laughs> it gets it so as, I, as I'm leaving the shack, I kind of shout to the crowd, whoever works here and can make food should probably get inside. The hero that just saved your butts is hungry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so you guys uh, slowly kind of wind your way through town, and wherever you go, you see people kind of um, getting out of your way, and there's some applause. You see some kind of uh, a little bit of um, gawking going on. Till finally you make your way to the Speaker's Palace. And at the Speaker's Palace, uh, you see that uh, quite a number of people have kind of gathered outside, and you see several of the uh, city guards have kind of lined up, and they're kind of doing some crowd control. And you see standing at the door of the Speaker's Palace, you... Um, see um, Ogrek, who is uh, the sheriff's deputy, the shield dwarf. And she's standing at the door, and she sees you coming. You guys kind of making your way through the crowd and, and up to the door, and she says, That was an exceptional demonstration of fighting. I have to say, I was just really impressed all around. That Seriously, that's great skill. So that's who's kudos this? <laughs> all around. <laughs> so who's this artsy timber guy they wanted? I have no idea. I've never even heard the name. Nobody knows who this guy is. The Frost Giants show up and ask for this guy, and nobody knows who it is. You don't know anybody that's ever parlayed with a Frost Giant before. And I bend down on that last note Mm -hmm. and look peeringly into the eyes and say, it would be in your interests 
to tell us everything you know right now. Uh, Definitely being intimidating. Definitely being intimidating. Okay, give me an intimidation roll. Right, come, come on. Don't flip this. It's so embarrassing. Ooh. 15? 15. You see, um, Augur kind of backs up a little bit from you. Extra scary for a normal conversation. Okay. <laughs> uh, kind of backs up a little bit from you and says, Oh, well, I, I was born quite a few years ago. Um, my mother mm. was... Uh, uh, yes. Speed, uh, a little bit speeded up. Let's just, just keep on. Moving <laughs> yeah. yeah, move along, moving along. <laughs> Maybe something within the last six to ten hours. <laughs> she says, "Oh, uh, well, uh, you know, I, I had uh, the the morning shift. I always go down to the uh, southwest gate, mm-hmm. and there I uh, search I, filter uh, context uh, relevant. <laughs> Fired <laughs> artsy timber. <laughs> uh, control F." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, she tells you uh, in excruciating detail about her day. Somebody roll insight. And the thoughts that she's had about the day. And Is she dissuading us on purpose? Um, so for 23, how sure am I that she's not hiding something? She is just as honest as, as the day is long. <laughs> All right. Just, so you are she getting... speaks truth. So I gently place my hand upon her cheek. Okay. Push her aside, <laughs> okay, and walk into the building. <laughs> Just keep talking. I'm gonna go inside now. Caressingly, gently on her cheek, and then push to the left. Just stand over here while you tell the rest of that story. If you don't mind? It'll be great. As you walk in, you see several people in a heated conversation with uh, Speaker Shane. We just—I'd like to listen for just a few seconds, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. Uh, it seems that they have a lead on Artist Simber, and there is some debate happening about what to do about it. They believe that someone in town knew an Artist Simber. And she is arguing for this person to be brought here under arrest for endangering the town. And the other two people that she's talking to is arguing that this person did nothing wrong, just simply knew this other person, and the giants were asking for this other person, and you can't arrest somebody just because they knew somebody. From the back, I just say, Tell me, who is this person? For I much desire to speak with her. (laughs) Speaker Shane is startled a little bit. Hadn't realized that you three were standing there. And turns creeped in. We super creeped. (laughs) Turns and looks and says, Ah, uh, Lord Erevard. Well, it has been brought to our attention that Sirak of uh, Suzale is apparently related to Artis Simber. And I have asked that Sirak be brought here. In fact, Markham should be arriving shortly with him. I say, wonderful. (laughs) And then I go sit on the couch. Okay. Yeah, and sure enough, Markham uh, enters into the palace, and you see a rather plump and simple-looking person in tow. Uh, They appear to be wearing some sort of religious clothing. They don't exactly look terribly threatening. Imagine, if you will, he's from the south. His father sends him to the wall in Game of Thrones. Oh, Sam? Sam. Sam. Yeah. Imagine Sam, if you will. Markham brings... um, Sirak in, front and center, and says, Speaker, I have found him. Uh, You can see by the look on Sirak's face that he's intimidated by being around all of these uh, people that he sees as being mostly of a higher class than he. 
you detect kind of a, a bumbling manner about him. I whisper over to Aspen, what are these garments he's wearing? Oh, yeah. Um, can I roll a religion for the yeah. garments? Give me a religion. Nope. That's a seven. Yeah, because you're not sure. Surely I don't know. Ooh, oh, I'm 20. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Uh, religion. <laughs> don't they to you look like? <laughs> Based upon his dress... Uh, you take him to be an acolyte of Torm, Ooh. which means that he probably grew up in, near, or around Cormier. They're very goody two-shoes, so I would think we could trust most of what this one says. Well, we need to The speaker that. looks at Sirak and says, What do you know, Sirak? How do you know Artis Simber? You see he's a little hesitant, and he says, Oh, uh, uh, was it well? Um, Arda, Artis is my dad. <laughs> and you see the speaker just kind of has this expression on her face like, what? And she says, Artis Simber is your father? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 he, he is, replies Sarek. And the speaker says, well, where is he? Um... Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, so I look at him closely. Okay. And um, I think we're all looking closely. For 16, I use my keen insight to determine his uh, honesty in that statement. He's wearing the, the clothes of godly goody two shoes. He he does not know honestly where uh, where his his father is. Cool. He says, um, but I think that, uh, well, I, I think that they, they weren't just looking for my dad. I, I think that they, they, uh, well, <laughs> well, I think they were probably looking for his ring. And the speaker looks at Sarah and says, his ring? What is his ring? Well... I, I, I don't really know, but um, it, it it was this uh, magical ring that he had, um, and he said that it had, um, well, it's it's been it's uh, I, it had something to do with winter, I think, if I can recall. Rightly. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. White Frost Giants would want it. Well, do you have this ring? <clears throat> oh, oh, uh, no, no, uh, no, my, my, uh, my dad would, would probably, he would probably still have it. And you don't know where your father is? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, no, no, I, he, he, he left, uh, He's not. He's not here anymore. So, um, but you know, uh, I, I I heard it. He knew people in uh, Silvery Moon. He knew people in Silvery Moon. The speaker repeats. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had. Um, well, I, I. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, can they, I? They could be. Maybe they're friends? 
I mean, maybe he's friends with these people, or or not. He, he might not. I mean, maybe they just know him. But you know, he could have. He, 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 maybe he he went to see them. Can what do I know about Silvery Moon? I don't know what that is. Uh, you don't know a lot about it. You know that it is a, a town in the north. Uh, decent sized. You know that they have, they are protected by um, knights that wear silver. Right. Oh, the guy on the council. Mm-hmm. Might be a few less of them now. <laughs> Just in time. <clears throat> um, so I guess I, I would lean over to Aobard and I'd whisper, what, what would be in Silvery Moon that this guy who cavorts with frost giants would be interested in? I don't. I have no idea. This is a very weird testimony from this guy. It's like he's my dad, and he knows some people in Silvery Moon. And he has a ring that and Frost has, Giants want, and they know about. They mm. speak up, and I go, "Why are you here, and not with your dad?" Oh well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you. I mean, you can't. You can't blame him. Well, I mean, I suppose you could. You could blame him, but. You know, I, I try not, I, I try not to blame him, but uh, well, you know, he's he's not the father. He's he's he doesn't he didn't want to. Uh, I stand up. Parenting is you know not his strong suit. I stomp over to him. Okay, and I say, you snob over to him. I snob over <laughs> to him, and I, I grab the sort of hem of his cloak between uh-huh. my fingers and kind of rub it as if I'm looking at it carefully and right. I say you are a follower of Tor oh and he says oh, uh, oh uh, yeah yeah um, yeah I uh, one of his priests well you know, they well I help the priests they don't let me uh, you know I uh I'm, I'm generally, you know, I'm pretty good with my hands, but I, I, some, I have some, you know, I drop things. Say, a god of duty and loyalty and truth, I believe. He says, oh, 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 y- yes, yeah, he's, he's, he's very nice. Then maybe you should loosen your tongue a bit <laughs> and help us with what we need to know. He says, oh, oh, oh I, 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 I'm telling you everything, everything I know. Um, I just, you know, I don't, I, I just don't know where my, my father is. Exactly. And Shane goes, Speaker Shane says, So, you believe that your father went to Silvery Moon and took this <laughs> Maybe, <ring> probably. <laughs> with him. <laughs> well, I just, I, I can't think of where he would, you know, maybe want to go otherwise. I mean, maybe he has other friends, but the, those are the only friends that I, I I ever really heard him talk about. The speaker sighs. I think we all sigh. Do we need anything else with this guy? The uh, speaker, Shane, says, <clears throat> All right, very well. Sirak, you are not to leave. Uh, we will post guards out in front of your home. And be ready in case we need you. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, I, I definitely want to, 
Uh, and I motion help. towards the door. Okay. <laughs> and he kind of he does a lot of sort of bows. And he, he kind of kind of bows at everybody, and he kind of bumps into a statue in the in the foyer, and, and um, turns around and bows at it. <laughs> you know, as he kind of bows, he ends up walking backwards out of the door, kind of hunched over in half. You know, and and disappears from sight. Speaker Shane uh, then turns and looks at the three of you and says, "So, what is it you know of this artist Simber? I assume that." You know something of him, since you knew of the frost giant attack. We've never heard the name Artist Timber. Nope. You know Artist Simber. Artist Simber. <laughs> See how badly we don't know him. <laughs> What's in this silvery moon? Why would he go there? You lived with in the same town as his son. You must know something about him. No, I told as I told the frost giant today. This is the first I've ever heard of this man. Well, what about this Sirak guy? What do you know about him? This is the first I've met him, but he seems harmless enough. How big is this town? It's huge. Is it? It's oh, a it's big town. Oh, yeah, it's, a <clears throat> it's like water deep. It's a thousand feet in diameter. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's not like a podunk village. <laughs> it just feels like a podunk yeah. village. It's just architecturally here. a podunk. It's got that, it's got that <laughs> okay. neighborhood well, feel. I don't know. What do, what, what, do, what do we do from here? You want to track down this ring? I'm kind of curious about this ring. Sounds well, very I mean, powerful. I Forty guess it's a frost, frost giants, giants would come and it. attack a town just to get it. I wouldn't mind examining it. She says, uh, "Silvery Moon is on the other side of the spine of the world." Ah, oh, Christ! And I believe that the High Marshal is still Mithrammer Ersume. Although I heard recently that the Knights in Silver have a new commander. But I know that it is one of the uh, member city-states of the Lord's Alliance. Yeah, we met the... They had that guy at the council. Nope. Is it nice as the Silvery Moon? Yeah, they did. He was on the podium in the middle with all the important people. Was he? Yeah. He was one of the only people that didn't pick up on the giant when uh, they read the note out. Oh. He was the only one that was still kind of confused. I'm afraid other than that, the only thing I know about Silvery Moon is what I hear in bard songs. Because, as I'm sure you are all aware, it is reputed to be one of the most beautiful places in all of Faerun. Well, heck, I'll go just for that. I suppose, if that is the case, the least I can do is ensure that you are sent with enough provisions. And if you require it, I can see to it that... Sirak joins you. Mm. Okay. Mm. If not, perhaps we can find out the information of this friend that his father may have had. Yeah, let's get this information out of Sirak and... He could be very useful if we're being chased by something. Mm. Markham uh, says, Well, that is a long journey, and I, for one, will be sorry to see you go. You definitely could do a lot of good hoping to keep Icewind Dale safe. <laughs> no. <laughs> she says, well, Markham, if you could accumulate the necessary provisions for their journey. Snowshoes. As well as also find out the information that they may need from Sirak. I can't thank you enough for what you have done for Bryn Shander. In fact, for all of Icewind Dale. And she stops and she says, Lord Aerobarn, I must especially thank you for your incredibly generous gift. 
Bow. <laughs> and she says, uh, should you ever need it, you can count Bryn Shender as a friend and ally. All right, she says, uh, once we have everything ready, we will attend to you at Kelmet's Comfort. I say, one last question. How long is the journey? She says, well, you, I saw, came with a Goliath, so I assume that you followed the Goliath over the spine of the world. The only route I know is to head to the coast, travel down to Waterdeep, and then to travel in from there. My guess would be somewhere in the range of three weeks to a month. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I have a great many things to attend to, so if you will excuse me, once again, thank you very much for your gallant effort on behalf of my city. Cut forward a month later. Our heroes come sauntering. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have to go shopping. I just got a bunch of money. (laughs) But you'd rather rather spend it in silver. Well, yeah, but we're going to need health potions and shit before then. Oh. Not if we cut scene. <laughs> <laughs> One of you is missing an eye, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> All right, so do you guys return to the tavern? Yes. It's we must have formed Jador. Yeah. And go yeah. to bed. Are you guys going to take Jador with you? I suppose. We will offer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Aspen's like, even if you guys don't, I'm taking this one. I mean, he's got to he's he's gonna at least take us back. Through the mountains. So I'll talk to him, see what he wants to do. Alright, yeah, you make your way back to the tavern and you see upon arrival that Valum is sitting next to Jador, and Jador has a plate of meat. And the table that he's sitting at is the table that you guys were sitting at previously. Only now um, half of the table is covered with empty plates. <laughs> He's a hungry boy. And you notice that he grabs several big bites of meat and then eats it and then rips off a tiny piece and hands it to Valum and then grabs another big bites of meat and eats it and then rips off a small piece and hands it to Valum. <laughs> and you see Valum sitting it's next like to a him baby bird. Uh, eating a little bit kind of uh, furtively. Stomach's still not easy. Yeah, you can tell he hasn't quite got all his color back. It's had a hard day, Valum. Um, that's pretty much Valum's life. He has hard days. That's, that's what Valum does, is have hard days. Um, yeah, so I walk up to Judd Dor mm. and sit down next to him. You sit down and Judd Dor goes, Ooh? <laughs> and he yes. points at the very large selection of food on the table. And I say, oh, yes. Okay. And I grab a hunk. Yeah, there's, there's uh, whole varieties of meats and veggies and breads and all kinds of stuff. You see that on the other end of the table from where you're sitting... There are uh, 12 empty uh, liter-sized steins. <laughs> Valum sees you walk in, and of course he jumps out of his chair <laughs> immediately. And he's like, my lord, are you hungry? <laughs> I look around like, I'm fine. Pack up my things. We're leaving in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yes, my lord. And he scurries up the stairs, and Jador goes, we go? There's a magic ring that the Frost Giants want. That's why they were asking for that guy. He's got a magic ring, and we think it's in Silvery Moon. Silvery Moon? Yeah, it's south on the other side of the mountains, and um, it's Far supposed to be... Far away. Yeah, but it's really pretty. Mm. And warmer. Maybe more giants to kill. He says, I come? If you wanna. Mm. I mean, we gotta find out what this ring is. Mm. 
If the Giants want it, it can't be something good. Mm. And someone should have it. He goes... <laughs> you see, he kind of sits there for a second, and he's kind of thinking about things, and he goes, I wanna. Okay, that settles it then. He, he looks at you, and he goes, How say I wanna? You're doing it, buddy. You're already there. You're doing an adequate job. He goes... Claps for you. Okay. And he goes back to eating. Um, I'm gonna run off... Nothing is open other than taverns and pubs at this point. Boo. It's quite late. Well, then I'm gonna eat and sleep. Okay. Yeah, I go upstairs to... Eat, sleep, eat, sleep. Mm -hmm. To meditate and then rest. I think a bit on those... Ruffians that I was very interested in okay. the first night. And wonder what's happened of them. Sir Sniffles was watching them. S- Sir Sniffles. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Sir Sniffles was giving them the old giving stink the old eye. Stink eye. And then they were plotting mischief. They were plotting mischief. And I do like mischief. Well, in all of the chaos and the mess that has happened today, you seem to have lost track of them. Mm. Nothing like a bunch of frost giants showing up to kind of run people to ground. That's a shame. I would like to have followed up on that mischief. Well, who knows? You might bump into them later. Okay. <laughs> you never know. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you would like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Heroes Not Included is available on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Podbean. Please rate, review, like, and share us. We'd love to hear from you. Your continued support is critical to our success. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider becoming a patron. As a patron, not only will you be helping keep the lights on, you will gain access to patron-only content, including a special patron-only Star Wars podcast. Visit the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next week, be the hero. Be the hero.